Welcome to the Closing Time Podcast for June 9th, 2019. I am Joe McGuire. She is Abby Bro. Make sure you check out our website, closingtimepodcast.com. Get all the latest real estate news, listings, and all of our previous podcast episodes. You can keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram. We also offer home video tours, realtor branding videos, aerial shots, live streams, and more. Visit closingtimepodcast.com. Click on the CMG Real Estate link. Now, we have a special guest this week who's going to be sitting in on today's show. Attorney Jose Palacio is quickly becoming a household name advocating on behalf of those who live here in Connecticut. He's an exceptionally experienced in immigration, real estate, and family law. He earned his Juris Doctor from Quinnipiac University School of Law. Attorney Palacio has since partnered with Hartford-based attorneys, learning and practicing various forms of law culminating in the establishment of his own firm. So congratulations on that. Uh, Jose is a member of the Connecticut River Valley Chamber of Commerce. He actually serves on their board of directors. Palacio is an active and dedicated member of his community, volunteering at town, city, and statewide events. And Attorney Palacio is fluent in both English and Spanish and speaks workable Portuguese. Very cool. Jose, welcome to the show. Thank you. So uh, we were j just before we, we started, uh, just kind of tell your story real quick, because you went to UConn for engineering and now you're a lawyer. How did that even happen? Um, I got bored as an engineer. <laughs> I actually wanted to do construction law at one point. And when I got out of law school and I took the bar, I worked for a law firm that did that. And then I realized that that's not what I want to do. Uh, so trials and tribulations. But I do like the uh, lawyering aspect of of this field, of this profession. Mm -hmm. And even, too, with the engineering combined, I think that there is, a, you know, again, everything's a system. Even the law practice yeah. is a system. So you bring that systematic approach, the methodical ways of uh, analyzing a an operation, a law operation, and you combine with, you know, other types of attorneys that do different things like litigation. So you actually make a pretty good law firm, you know, a good startup law firm. And again, trials and tribulations. So, right. well, we appreciate being here, here on today's show. All right, we'll take a look at some real estate news, including the state of the state here in real estate. Lawrence Young, the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors, came to Connecticut with a reassuring assessment of the greater Hartford, Connecticut, and U.S. housing markets and the economy. Uh, Young told about 100 members of uh, Greater Hartford Association of Realtors that Hartford's housing market pretty much held its own in 2018, while much of the nation's housing market struggled. He said prospects for a recession later this year or next year are actually dim, especially with a presidential election right around the corner, meaning interest rates should remain low enough to spur home sales and mortgage refinancing. So, I mean, great news for, for this market. Uh, how are, you know, I know real estate's uh, it's sort of your new focus. Mm -hmm. How are how are you finding business? Is it, is it is it coming at you pretty pretty well here in the spring market? Um, I think yeah. First time home buyers are um, one of the you know percentage and demographics that we're that we're that we're having in the practice. Um, we do see a lot of investors um, still yeah. buying, especially in the Hartford area in the Greater Hartford area. That's mainly where we're looking at. You know where I'm practicing at. And, uh, yeah, cash deals. And they're forecasting more homes will be coming on the market in the coming months, which will right. certainly help. Mm -hmm. Now, six months ago, when mortgage rates neared the 5% mark and were expected to continue climbing, the real estate business was getting concerned. Home buying in 2019 would be a fraction of what it could be. 
Now, though, rates have receded by 50 basis points, and things are in much better shape. Stability obviously being key here. The chief economist for the Mortgage Bankers Association is forecasting the rate of a 30-year conventional to average 4.4% this year to 4.6% over the next two. Uh, rates averaged 4.3% in 2017. They jumped to 4.8% last year. Uh, numerous economists have cited labor, land, and lenders as the reasons why builders are not building homes at rates that they should be. Uh, the most acute problem is the lack of actual building sites. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the cost of a lot is more expensive than the actual house, hmm. and yeah. it's a matter of finding areas where you can build. Things are okay, all in all, but construction is slow. It, it has agree. definitely been been slower. Uh, you know, and, and you had talked about construction law, yep. um, which I'm sure is its own animal. Correct. Yeah. Uh, you're, you worked for a firm that was involved in that. What yep. is that kind of work like, and how involved is that? So I wanted to actually get into the crumbling foundation issues that yeah. were happening, and um, when issues like that obviously happen, there's so much obviously research that you have to do and litigate, and then there's so much red stripe right the government gets involved and you have to wait and uh, it takes for forever to get a case settled right or in general just litigated but there are um other areas of construction law that i wanted to get into which is more of the international base especially with the um south american like roots right and latin american roots that my family has um which would be just like import export materials that really? that's that's something that I really wanted to do. Oh, interesting. And who knows, you know, but right now I'm doing the this you know, the mom and pop. Yeah, that sounds that more lucrative. Cool. Yeah. If I'm if I'm hearing you right, oh, absolutely. it sounds like yeah. I mean that's the name of my game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, with these um, crumbling foundations, sure. do you find that the homeowners are actually getting relief? Like or is it just taking way too long? Yeah, no. Um even um, for example, I would have, you know, investors, right. Mm -hmm. And, um, they would try to sell these homes that they've already picked up and, oh. and yeah. And, and it's, there's, they're going to be sitting on that. Oh they are, they still are. And I've actually talked to a homeowner that is actually, um, getting their, uh, foundation redone. Mm -hmm. So they have to raise the house mm -hmm. and demolish and then rebuild. Yep. And it's so expensive. You think like, why don't you just move? But you can't move. Like you can't want to, you know, it's, it's, there's nothing, there's no good way around it. Yeah. Um, and then people think like, oh, why am I pay like, uh, you know, other people in the state are like, why am I paying for this when the business should be paying for this? It's just like such a terrible situation for a lot of people. Yeah. Overall. I think the mentality is it's like, who's going to get tired first? Oh, really? Yeah. I, um, um, in some sense, yeah, I think it is. Um, and the people throwing claims in there and they start bouncing back and forth. Again, obviously, when you involve the government, there is a little bit more of a push. But uh, even before we get to, you know, post-closing, um, when you have these contracts set and <clears throat> home buyers waive things and you're like, no. Oh, no. And it's the other side and you're like, Who's your attorney? Oh, like no. who? Who? Who's your agent? Like, who, who, yeah. Who, who are the professionals advising you? And you're like, <laughs> and they're pushing, and they're like, oh. all right, no, I, I'm sorry, but I have to let you know, right? And oh, my client, really? you know, well, the actually, the person trying to sell will let them know too. I oh, mean, okay. they're trying to get rid of it. You have to disclose yeah, it, right? And at the same time, um, 
I mean, you like obviously as the investor, you're trying to make the money, you're trying to turn it around. But uh, I think ethics come yeah. involved, and people well, sometimes feel bad. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, you have to sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. sometimes. <laughs> well, I'm happy that they're disclosing it because that's obviously really important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Attorney Jose Palacio to. is our special guest on today's show. And now, when it comes to contracts, yep. attention to detail is important. And sometimes a misplaced decimal point could mean the difference between thousands of dollars. Or nearly a million dollars. Absolutely. Uh, that's the situation with a lawsuit filed by residential realty advisors against fast-expanding New York headquartered brokerage Compass over what RRA com- uh, claims is underpayment. The company wants $871,000 instead of the $8,710 it received due to what it says was a simple error in a contract for work it completed for a company later swallowed up in a chain of acquisitions that ended most recently with Compass. That's got a sting. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) The Mark Company, which is a real estate uh, sales and marketing firm acquired by Pacific Union International in 2015, uh, which was subsequently acquired by Compass last year. These guys just want to get their money. Yeah. A typo. (laughs) This is going to be a complicated process, Jose. This isn't just someone's cutting you a check. Right. What I would, you know, look at it was uh, the mistake that it was made. Mm-hmm. What was the actual course of performance, right? How, what was intended it to be? So I know we're looking at the, you know, for like the four corners of the documents that we have. And we're looking at the actual contract itself. But as we know, being, you know, in, in this type of profession where we're dealing with contracts all the time, sometimes intentions are actually manifested in the, in the black and white. Right. You have to see what the course of performance is, what was actually intended to be. If the mistake what's out of the outside of the scope of what's intended, then, yeah, there's some there's obviously that's the argument right there. Yeah. Right. But if it's not, again, that's such a huge number. Right. <laughs> right. I think uh, I think I think by looking into those into those gray areas, you're going to find out which did it really did they intend that or did they intend the lower value? Mm. So that's you know, that would be my approach. But that would be really nice to litigate that. Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I love Compass. I think they have really great marketing. They so, do. They do. I love, like, their, their whole look. Very fresh. Anyway. <laughs> uh, speaking of marketing, uh, Amazon is selling entire houses for under $20,000. And it's Amazon. You get free shipping. Uh, these prefabricated and modular. Yeah. Yeah. You got to pay that. <laughs> you got to have Prime. It's otherwise. 2019. Who doesn't yeah. have Prime? Yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> Uh, so, so, uh, from 2013 to 2018, the prefabricated modular housing industry grew an annualized 8.6% to nearly $10.5 billion, which is shocking because I, I didn't realize this was as much of a thing as it is. These homes can be built in about two to three days with two adults, which lies. I mean, it took us a week to put together, um, a swing set. And your husband's an engineer. He's an engineer. So I have another friend yeah. whose husband's an engineer. She had the same swing set I did. She told me her husband put it together in an afternoon. Oh. I don't even know what that, I mean, in an afternoon. What time did he start? Like three? Like what's in an afternoon? I eventually gave mine away piece by piece. <laughs> I did. It never, it never got done. Max loves it though. Um, we're going to deep dive in our next episode into the tiny house movement, yeah, which is its so own animal. Yeah. I have a lot of people asking about this. You know, it's really, um, 
interesting and people are drawn to the idea, um, but after doing some research and seeing how possible it is, um, you know, quickly people kind of come to their... Sears? This is the Sears house kits of the 1920s, and I, I don't know how many people would even remember these. Oh, I remember. Well, I wasn't there, obviously. Right. But, like, I, I remember hearing about them, yeah. From 1908 to 1940, Sears sold between 70 and 75,000 homes. Buying a home from a retail store yeah. is not new. It's not a new idea. Amazon's just making it better. Yeah. Because of free shipping. <laughs> That's pretty Actually, much it. Actually, it was free shipping for Sears, too. I think. Oh, no way. Yeah, and they, it was super cool because they were like great. the new like railways that were available. Um, it was like a whole thing. Like if you had a house coming to your town from Sears, like everybody would go down to the train tracks and like see it. It was like a thing. You're like, hey, grab a couple walls. Yeah. If you do grab the stairs, let's move this let's bad move boy. It. Yeah. But imagine like, wouldn't it be a to-do if like you had your neighbor had a house delivered to them? Like... Yes. It's like my package didn't show up. Oh my God, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now Ikea has just unveiled an all-in-one transforming piece of robotic furniture designed for small spaces. Uh, Ikea has not yet revealed the price for this system. It's called the Rognon. It's controlled by a touchpad. And it Is can, that how you pronounce it? Yes. Okay. Uh, it can automatically convert into a bed, a room divider, a couch, a desk, a closet, and storage shelving. That is weird, but awesome. Yeah. If you live in a small spot, mm-hmm. uh, they're gonna they're gonna launch this in 2020 in Japan and Hong Kong. I would assume yeah. New York's got to be on the list if yeah. you're looking for tight spaces. Uh, according to IKEA, the storage unit could save someone's home an additional 86 square feet feet of space, which. And a small space is a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I wouldn't want to put it together. I, I feel like the Amazon house would be easier to be to put together than this. Than a, ro- a transforming robot. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. So you wake up, you get out of it, and then you hit the button, and it's your desk. Yeah. And you sit on it. Yeah. And then, and then when you're done, you turn it back into a bed, and, and then you, you go back your books to sleep. On it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you put your books on it. Yeah, I tell you, they are constantly. You know what I love? I don't know if you noticed, but like furniture nowadays comes with like ports where you could charge your phone. Totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad people are doing this. Yeah, because I feel like this was like I, th- I feel like that took a long time to happen. Yeah. Convenience. Like from concept to like there it is on the market. Mm-hmm. I wasn't following it as closely as you were, but I enjoyed that. Wait- I was waiting for that to yeah. happen. I don't know why I didn't do it. Ugh, damn so. it. Well, I feel like Bob's did it first, right? Like that, those like Bob Opedic couches with like everything in it. And somehow he did it for like half the price right. of the leading brand. And brands. added more couple. He is, yeah. uh, he is something yeah. else. <laughs> he is. It's amazing how he does that. Um, Apple has done some new updates that could really shake up the real estate industry, including uh, the iOS operating system. The the iMessage app will now let users. Yeah, I know you're excited about this. We'll let users choose how their display name and photo appears to people that they call or message. Uh, This is kind of similar to what other applications do, uh, but but good for iMessage for getting on board. Uh, In addition to that, uh, names and faces 
You'll be able to, to sort of create. You could use uh, animated avatars, pretty much whatever you want it to look like. Have you used this yet, Abby? No, because I just found out about it after doing the research for the show. But And I also just did the update. Haven't played around with it yet, but this is so cool because I've always tried to do that. So when I meet somebody, um, I always share my contact with them. Yeah. So, and I can control it. So it's my headshot. I have it all filled out. So like, hopefully my, you know, my, the intention is to have them, um, save me in their contacts. So, and it says like your local realtor, like my realtor, that's what I have. (laughs) Like an Abby bro. Um, and it seems to work fine, but this is great because then I can text them. My face pops up. I have full control of how I appear to them in their phone. Yep. So that's super cool. And if it's like an animated GIF, I could do something fun, something like eye catching. And um, it might just be kind of like they may not realize that that's a function. They're like, oh, this is neat. What's this? You know, do you so do you electronic out? business cards or are you just you still handing out paper? Because that's what I'm still at. Yeah, no, <laughs> I do, I'm at uh, both. Do yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, I do both. Um, and I actually like that with the, you know, the animation. Yeah, I think um, that will catch. I don't know. People, people, people like that stuff, I think. Yeah. Know? And what I've actually been doing, too, is um, if I'm courting a client Mm -hmm. i actually send just like little videos of myself rather than a text you know i'll like shoot them over video be like hey like i was just looking at this house thought you might like it check out this kitchen how long is that video that you're sending less than 30 seconds that's great yeah Yeah. you got yeah you got to read your audience yeah obviously it's uh some people and this is the money maker right here with the Yep. the face yeah. <laughs> not really that's what the rat race is though in our business right it's just being known and the smile and being nice. that's what you do right yeah. if i think of an attorney you want me to think of jose palacio yeah that's right yeah. when i think of a realtor you want me to think abby bro that's just, wire. well that too yeah but that just goes hand in hand right Obviously. Uh, so now Apple also unveiled a handful of new photo and video tools uh, that have people in the industry very excited. Uh, for starters, the update to Apple's iOS will now make uh, include tools that make it easier to browse and edit elements such as lighting. Users will also be able to edit video right inside the Photos app, which is outstanding. Uh the company also unveiled uh, some higher-end solutions that will likely appeal to professional photographers. Most notably, Apple built a new Mac Pro computer and high-end monitor. Apple described these products as the most powerful tools the company has ever put in the hands of pro customers. So a yeah. lot of really cool stuff happening with Apple. What, what else is new? That's great because then you're on site. You take a picture of the house, You know, add a little thing that says coming soon, fix the picture, You know, the lighting. Boom, you're done. You're moving on. You know, when before it would maybe take a couple of days to get that together and, you know, great. Love it. I haven't seen other, um, other realtors. I mean, in this, you know, kind of like throwing it out there, but I think if you ride that wave, that might catch on. Oh, I, have, yeah. I haven't, I mean, I don't know. You're more of the ground troops in there trying yeah. to see, but I haven't seen it yet. Oh, cool. All so right. I think that would be. You know, at least let's corner the market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's do it now. That's, that's, I've seen a lot of other agents doing a lot better than I do it, but you know, someone strive for. That's oh, yeah. Like yeah, goals. Goals. You know, it's all about goals. Yeah. Rah rah, getting all fired up, <laughs> inspired. Five. Yeah, high five. <laughs> There's not enough high fiving going around. 
So you should uh then you have a thing a third team member to help you with that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See how that goes. Also got to send a big congratulations to Yellowbrook Realty's Moose Musa, who represented the 203 area code in all of Connecticut this week on House Hunters on HGTV. Did a really good episode. So good. I'm so happy for him. He he and I almost did a deal a few years ago. He is so nice. Um, and we've stayed in contact ever since. He has blown up his business with Yellowbrick. Um, he has just a, a his personality is really wonderful and i can tell that you know his clients really appreciate everything he does so i was so happy to see him on house hunters i think um that was a really great episode yeah it is pretty cool yeah good for connecticut get good a little for connecticut and also good for um yellow brick they're a smaller um brokerage so it's good to have them get some exposure yeah good yeah. for them all right. Uh, so as we do every week, we're gonna we're gonna share some tips. Uh, in this case, helping buyers find a home for their family. Here are seven fantastic tips uh, you might want to consider. You can get all this information, by the way, at closingtimepodcast.com. Number one, you got to be realistic about your budget. You know, one of the very first things you do when you have a client, uh, you got to get a prequalt. So you know what they're able to afford, because generally speaking, people think they could afford a lot more than they can. And they're also I don't know how what your experiences are with this, Abby, but I find people who are pre-approved for, say, 250 are like, I'm going to look in the 325 to 300 area and lowball. That's their initial. Uh, yeah. That's their initial thought process to me. And I'm like, no. It's usually a 50-point spread kind of thing. Is that the yeah. right sports term? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're looking 50K above their budget and trying to get it down. Uh, maybe they can make it stretch. But ultimately, what I find is, like, the people are like, oh, I want, like, $1,200 a month as my mortgage. Um so we try and stay around that, but that changes obviously. And in sometimes the buyers don't understand the variables with that is your insurance, you know, flood insurance. Is that something you have to be concerned about? Um, the taxes, it all changes. Well, and, and really, uh, housing expenses, right? You know, you'll quickly, Gas, oil. you don't know it. Yeah. You're going to buy this great house. Your house poor now. Are there? Yeah. Yeah. Do the windows just leak uh, heat, you know, in the wintertime? Are you going to be paying extra for that? Something right like that, you know? A lot to consider going in. So uh, make sure make sure they know realistically what it looks like yep. and, and where they should be living. Yeah. Number two, start saving for a down payment as soon as possible. Sometimes that's super hard. My brother lived at home with my parents till he was 30. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what a loser. <laughs> I mean, in a fun, brotherly, loving yeah, kind right, of a way. Right. And then he hit me up and he was like, hey, I want to buy a condo. And uh, my brother was, a, he had like 40K saved in the bank. Good for him. Yes. And I was like, wow. That's what a lot a of people loser. are doing these days because they have to. Yep. College loans, whatever. I mean, do you, is that your experience or? Well, I mean, I have the military. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but uh, same thing. You know, I, I, well, I just invested with my father. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I'm like, all right, Dad, let's check out Naples, Florida, because oh, that's going to be a hit. So cool. in, Yeah, so that was a whole different experience. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. Also, this might be a good time to mention gifts. 
yeah. family giving you cash gifts. Uh, I, I've had that nearly ruin two deals, including really? my last one. Yeah. <clears throat> it was one of those where, you know, the mortgage guy and I right off the bat mm-hmm. were like, listen, if you're going to do a gift letter and we knew they were that was on the table, let us know. We'll get you set up through the process. And my client, who was, she's amazing, one of my favorite people of all time, she got an email and just panicked and sent her husband to the bank and he transferred the money right over. No gift letter, no explanation, just put a, like 10 grand in the bank. Uh, Okay. Like two weeks before the closing. Was that an issue? Yes. Okay. Yes. Then they were like, well, we'll take the money out. No. No, right on. Yeah. So it's important not to do anything on your own. Well, no. (laughs) Because it's, you know, look, at the end of the day, the bank just has a question like, where did this come from? So what they ended up doing was they were like, well, you could take the 10 grand back out. Can't put the 10, that 10 grand and those people are out. Okay. The parents are out of this now. Yeah. So they had to get a gift from somebody else. Oh, you know where you see where I'm going with this? So yeah. it ended up that ten ended up with a sister, and that sister eventually funneled it over to us. But it made for yeah, yeah. They do it all the time. No yeah. matter how many times you say, "Don't put large amounts of money into your account without a gift letter or an explanation," it, it's going to get dinged every time. But yeah. typically, all you need is a letter, a couple sentences, and you're fine. Right? Yeah. But that didn't happen. Just need the letter. I've, right. I, but I've had. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Every time they need the letter, it's like, oh, here we'll get you the layout. You get the letter, you're good to go, and then they just do it anyway. <laughs> they just make the move. Yeah. Drives me nuts. Well, now you know. Have the conversation beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be a little more adamant about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, create a long-term plan. Uh, if starting a family's in the cards for the buyer, or they already have a family but intend to have more children, one of the biggest mistakes is buying a house that you can't grow into. Mm. If you're buying a three-bedroom house and you've already got four kids, things may not work out if you plan on having more kids in the near future. Something to consider. Yeah. I think that's something most people would think about. And then they also think, I've had conversations with my buyers, like, oh, we'll just add on. And yeah, if that works for your family, you definitely add on. Um, your taxes go up and you possibly won't see a return on that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's just something to consider as well. Well, too, you know, if you're going to stay in the house for 10 or more years, you yeah. could consider a fixed rate loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's there's obviously there's just different ways to go about it, but you're right. I had a, a client who was trying to move, decided he was going to build on, and then suddenly found two things. His taxes went way up. Totally. And he had the biggest house in a neighborhood of small yes. houses. Yes. And nobody wanted to buy it because mm-hmm. that wasn't the neighborhood. Right. Not a smart move, as it turned out. <laughs> did he enjoy the house, though? Um, He did. Yeah. But... He did. He did all the work himself. Bittersweet. Oh. So I'm sure yeah. it's up to code. Number four, grow your credit score and buy at the right time. I'm just kidding. He's a good friend of mine. <laughs> uh, if you know your buyer would tend to stay in a house for a long time, a fixed rate loan m- makes the most sense. Offer recommendations to help them improve their credit score. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of companies out there that can actually take your poor score and make it acceptable or take your acceptable score and get you into nice rate territory. Yep. 
So that's certainly something. Uh, do you do you, who do you have any credit repair people? We need a vendor well, list. Like, we should Kelly, get a vendor list up on the site. Does Kelly do that? Well, yeah. Like all of my loan officers, um, will have conversations with people and give them tips. And um, but I don't actually have like a credit repair person. There, oh, there's a guy named Steven. I chatted with once. Good Let's story. get a guy. Good story. Let's get a guy. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. you, you know anybody? You no. know anybody in the crib? No. We gotta find a guy. All right, let's get a guy. Yeah, I used to use a guy. It's like but... my twenties. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. All right, number five: lock in a rate as soon as you can. Mortgage rates are obviously subject to change based on fluctuations in the economy. For example, rates climbed to 2014 due to a reduction in stimulus from the Federal Reserve. So it's in a buyer's best interest to lock in the rate as soon as possible. Yes, but you have to be. Um, you have to keep in mind when your closing is because if your closing gets pushed back which it happens all the time yes you have to keep paying for that rate lock so make sure you're um when that happens you're doing it um and everything's solid yeah because then you just keep paying <laughs> throw, to, it, throw it in the cellar yeah throw, like, is that that's what i'm like yeah it's your delay, problem yeah delay delay you yeah help out here you gotta pitch in totally that's a good point is that a thing really it's not really a thing but you can try you can try to make it a thing <laughs> yeah you can make we can make we can make anything a thing jose how yeah. would you go about that if sure. you were to do it just say well i would have a discussion with the uh with my agent right mm -hmm. and it's like hey we're trying to close here right depending on the situation usually let's say if there's a delay on i mean if it's a delay on the seller side it's much easier but if it's a delay on the buyer mm. right let's say um oh, let me see which one i have had <clears throat> oh yeah this one uh i had families that ended up leaving to outside of the country and they had to get a poa to close on the house and it was just we didn't even know all i found out is the clients left the country i'm like okay oh okay so we got to get a poa okay so we extend it just kind of bulldog a little bit to the attorney. I'm like, hey, do you want to close this nah. or not? Right. Yeah. And that's the approach too. Um, it really depends on how do you approach it. And I really like to, maybe because I'm a, a younger attorney, I just go for the throat with the other attorneys. Okay. Right. And I know everyone's like, hey, you got to play nice. You got to play nice. You're going to see them. I do. But at the same time, right, I'm here to stay. You know? so, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like, hey, let it be known. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was one where we, you know, we ended up coming half, half and oh, it's like, Hey, right. We've already, we're ready to go, but we need to, because of this, well, and we have been covered, we, you know, you've, we've already extended it before. Yeah. So now it's your turn to help out. Yeah. Cause I mean, depends talk on how your, long talk to, your, talk to your client. Yeah. Make let something happen. Yeah. Here's my cell phone. Call me. Nice. Right. Yeah. So. And that's what I like about you too, yeah. is, um, your, maybe it is because you're younger. Um, but some of the attorneys I have a history of working with, they're not so accessible. Yeah. Um, but with you, it's like when you texted me, it's like, this is my cell phone. Save me in your phone. Yeah. You know, like you're so accessible. Yeah. It's really great. Um, yeah. Um, accessibility to, you know, it's business one-on-one it's customer service. Right. Like um, that. and the rate locks, right. The, right now, I don't know how your experiences have been this, excuse me, may, uh, but I've gotten like really, I've gotten low threes. What? Yeah. Wow. And this That's isn't like, this isn't ah. with like, yeah, I've gotten low threes and I've closed three with low threes. I got a three. Yeah. And wow. I'm like, and I was just like, no way. 
He's and I'm like, whatever. Then I talked to the LO and like, yeah, it's really low right now. Let me get those numbers to those LOs. Yeah. <laughs> that so, sounds great. So, um, so yeah, we did, there was three of them, low threes. And then um, it was conventional too. Wow. So, so it would be totally worth it to rate lock that and pay a little extra if you need to extend it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So cool. Clients were happy. I'll tell you this too. The accessibility part with the lawyer, <sighs> so because huge. my... I use a mortgage guy a lot yep. because he's a good friend of mine. And whenever I text him, he responds yeah. instantaneously. Uh, and I'm looking for obviously not instantaneous responses from, from other professionals, yeah. but there's nothing I hate more than if I send out a text or make a call or an email and like a day goes by yep. and we're just sort of sitting there in limbo. Mm-hmm. It slows down business. It, it does. slows down clients getting into their homes. Right. Mm. And that's the main thing. It's making sure that they're happy and they're satisfied for the with the experience. Right. Right. Because they know what the groundwork is. Everybody knows that they got to pay. It's you got to make it a great experience. And if it's delaying the pipeline, that's just not good business. Bottom line. Right on. Here is tip number six, helping buyers find a home. Uh, Keep an eye on the market. Uh, It's in a constant state of flux. Shifting from a buyer's market to a seller's market and back again on a regular basis. You should have your buyers set up with alerts so they can see things that are new onto the market. Um, or if you're like me, you just want to super serve your client. I just get up on there every single day and every time something new comes on, I am straight up sending it right to you. Especially if it's been going on. If this has been going on for, say, a couple months. Yeah. You know? I'm like, how about this one? Because I feel like, you know, after a few showings, I got a pretty good idea what they want. Yeah. You know? And so if we're going to even move into a higher bracket, a, a higher price bracket that they would kind of not be able to afford, I'll look at that after a while to see what kind of houses have been sitting where maybe there is a... Because re- I've gotten some amazing deals for my clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's generally in situations where things are dragging and I know they... They kind of have like 325 taste and a 250 budget. So it's a matter of what happens when you get the right house that falls into your 260 range. Can mm-hmm. we can we make that little jump? And we will. Yeah. And we'll get it. <laughs> and everybody goes home a winner. Well, here's the thing uh, about the market where I feel like buyer's agents are in... Um, they, they have something weird going on right now in the market for, for buyer's agents where... It there's the rumor of them being replaced by Redfin, you know, make an offer kind of stuff like that's happening in Boston. We've talked about that. Um, so right now, if you're a buyer's agent, you really have to be on your toes. Um, if you want to be successful, you have to make sure that you ask the right questions. Like if you need a pool, what kind of a pool, you know, how much of a lot do you need? How many, you know, you have to be very specific in what um they need because if you just show them house after house after house and they just get discouraged they're like why am i using you what is your purpose in this you know other than obviously what they're doing all the work they're doing but the the buyer doesn't necessarily see that and they just get frustrated so you have to be super specific and have an idea of exactly what they're looking for and show them those homes you know that's where your value is and then obviously the rest of every of the million tax. tax I don't know you if do. you know this or not, but everything you just said is literally tip number seven. Ah, crap. Yeah. Do I do that all the you time? You do. You tend to you tend to to, to scoop me on uh, some of these. No, it's all right. But no, yeah, that's, I guess I'm excited. Their whole thing is, you know what? Find out what what school are they looking to get yeah. into district wise. Um, 
where do their kids do extracurriculars? What puts them closer to certain places or certain leagues even that, that, I mean, I know in Meriden where I grew up, there's three little leagues. And one of them, you're basically pipeline to like a, a starting spot at the high school. The other two were uh, a little more fringy and you're kind of teetering between town. You could end up in either of the two high schools. So right. it's important if, if that's on somebody's mind that, that they can go to the right place. Yeah, I mean, you, especially, steer, you don't steer them in that direction, but you give them <laughs> the information so that they can make that choice themselves. Don't you hate the word steer <laughs> just yeah. because, obviously, Not doing anything it's illegal. got some ramifications <laughs> yeah. in this business. Yeah, It's a great word otherwise, just not when you're They're doing not cattle. that you're, steering. You're giving them information, yes. Uh, Jose, first of all, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, you know... Real estate law obviously is is uh, it's not the most complicated of laws. Obviously, there's a lot of contracts. Yep. Your paralegals, I imagine, uh, are incredible people. Yep. The nurses of the of of the real estate profession, I would say. Oh, I agree. You know, those are the people. I always I always feel good about an attorney if I know who the paralegal is, and yep. I know a bunch of them, and I know if that's somebody you're like, oh, this is gonna go great. Yeah. Yep. Because she's going to be on top of me, she's going to be on top of them, yep. and she's going to be on top of him. Yep. So that's important. Yep. Yeah, I had a closing delayed once because the paralegal went on a honeymoon, and the attorney couldn't do it, couldn't handle the closing. Yeah. So that's a bummer. But yeah, yeah they do so much. Yeah. And you're, yours are wonderful. I am. Um... So one of the th key things, too, is when I started practicing is I learned everything by myself without a paralegal. So I would actually set up the packages, contact everything, get all the information and do it. Um, so I do know how to make the sauce. Mm -hmm. Right. In the sense of my paralegals now of their, you know, what their value is to my to 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 the practice is that they actually are incorporated into what into the firm not just as like staff but more as a team yeah and it's no it sounds cliche but they actually just run their own files oh really right and i'm just there to make sure that if they need my backing i um i i back them up and um if they you know vice versa right so that synergy works well because if things are good at you know at, at base mm -hmm. then it's going to be much smoother outside when we present and we don't have to pretend that we're doing a good job um so yeah the work speaks for itself and i've had a great um great experience with them um bottom line yeah irma um uh, deep is one of them and diane wilson as well, as well right yeah and they're both equally um, um value valuable to me and and vice versa yeah they, they've helped me grow uh, without them Bottom line, without them, I wouldn't be here. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. And um, I could tell. Yeah, they're yeah, great. They it's nice, um, you know, emailing them because it's always a friendly response back, timely, knowledgeable, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and they get it. Yeah. Right. There's not that many um, paralegals out there that are willing to work with newer attorneys, mm. too. Right. Um, and number two, I uh, we just hired the firm just hired a new um, her uh, new person, Nishali, and she's you know the up and coming, trying to learn the ropes because again, a lot of the paralegals, just like the attorney, the demographics, 
they're they're a little bit older yeah right there isn't that many new ones so i saw that and i'm like instead of putting that money and using that money for something else in the business i uh, i just i ended up using it to get more personnel awesome yeah attorney jose palacio thank you so much for coming on the show today we're gonna get all your info up on our website appreciate it uh, we do appreciate you coming on here telling some stories and showing off some knowledge abby speaks very highly of you mm-hmm. a, a great attorney with obviously some great paralegals and a great firm behind you so uh you we appreciate you coming here and uh likewise, look forward pleasure. to feeding you some business soon appreciate it likewise look forward to serving Yay. ClosingTimePodcast.com is our website. You can get all of our latest episodes, all the real estate news you heard today with links right up to those articles, listings, and so much more. Make sure you keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram, Closing Time Podcast. That's all Abby. She is all over the Instagram stuff and doing a tremendous job. So make sure you get with her. Uh, follow us again on Facebook and Instagram. We also do uh, home video tours, branding videos, aerial shots, live streams, and so much more. ClosingTimePodcast.com. Click on the CMG Real Estate link. For Abby Bro, I'm Joe McGuire. Thanks so much for listening to this week's Closing Time Podcast.